Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, thanks for joining us today on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you across the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. You can find us online at insightfolios.com. We've got a great show on the way for you today. We're going to talk a little chess, roulette, poker, and finances. Ooh all together. Yeah, that should be fun. I'll tell you a little bit more about what we're talking about there in a moment. But first, let's catch up with the big man himself, Kevin Ray. How are you, sir? You were on vacation. I was on vacation. We're, we're so both it back like, from vacation. Yeah, yeah. And we're all sprite. You know, we're all happy. We're like both happy and worn out, right? Yeah, like we've yeah. got that post-vacation uh, worn outness with the rejuvenated, you know, I was on vacation sense as well. So it's like a little bit of both. It's funny because I, I woke up probably two hours earlier every day than I normally do. I don't know why. And then I come back home, I'm back to the same routine. Same time zone, but it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, you went down to Hilton Head, South Carolina, right? We, we did. We had a couple of day meeting down there with our Insight Folios. And then you we were like a working vacation. Kind working of. vacation. Well, it was more uh, vacation than work. Cause oh, we this, were, this one was. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. So then we had a good time down there and came back and uh, weather's beautiful. You can't help but not enjoy the ocean. We walked the ocean every day. It was, it was a ball. That's awesome. And, uh, yep, I went down to Florida on the Gulf side uh, to a little island called Anna Maria Island. I highly recommend it to anybody who um, would ever want to do any sort of boating. Go to the north end of Anna Maria Island, rent a little house on the canal, and then call up a guy named Tanner Jack and get one of his pontoon boats, and you can just dock it at your rental house, and you get to use the boat. Uh, he, very affordable. Keep it for a whole week, and uh, you get to ride your pontoon boat or your rental boat all around the different you know channels and canals and things like they've uh, that they've got down there. And I was Kevin for a week. I did a bunch of fishing. There's, I was going to say, you sent me a picture. Congratulations. You caught a fish. Yeah, I caught, <laughs> caught a shark. You got to make it sound shark. cooler. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to allude to that. So small shark, a little yeah. a little hammerhead. Hammerheads are cool, man. Those little, yeah. you know, the weird, funky shaped heads. They're just kind of neat in person to look at. Something kind of dramatic did happen, though. We we brought our dog with us on the trip and on the boat as well, and he was having a blast. He was loving it, and he was love checking out the fish. But when we got that shark on board, it wasn't so big that it was going to eat him. But you know, it was big enough where if you got your finger in his mouth or something like that, he could potentially do something. <laughs> well, he wiggled out of my hands when I was getting him off the hook. And then a wave kind of hit the boat a little bit right all at the same time. And it was like one of those movie moments. It was like a, a Chevy Chase um, Vegas vacation uh, type moment uh, where everything went wrong all at once. And I dropped the fish on the floor. Um, the fishing pole with the hook and everything fell to the ground um, off of the, the perch that I had it leaning on because of the wave hit it. The hook somehow swung around and literally landed in our dog's mouth. And it still had a little bait on it. So he was like, ooh, cool, I'm going to eat this. So he tries to start eating the hook that's in his kind of in his gums and in his mouth with this 
piece of bait that's still on there. Meanwhile, the shark is on the ground of the boat, on the floor of the boat, and he's wiggling his way right toward my wife's toes, uh, <laughs> like trying to like, and you know, pretty close with his little mouth to uh, to where her toes were. It's like all, and she's not focused on the shark because she's trying to get the hook out of the dog's mouth. So it was a crazy 15 second, you know, thing. Luckily, he didn't swallow the hook or anything like that. We got it out of there real quick and it didn't even phase him. He didn't even know that it had happened. He just saw that piece of bait and was trying to eat it. He was like, well, this morsel just popped right in my mouth. I'll, I'll think I'll eat this, you know. <laughs> and I, I grabbed the shark just in time before it nibbled on any toes and we, we got it out of there. But. That's funny. I was walking the beach and somebody caught like a four footer sand shark. Wow. I think they call it sand reef. I'm like, well, that's big enough. So. That's a pretty good size, four feet. Yeah, Mine was, was not that big. <laughs> Mine was, I think it was over a foot, but it was a baby, baby, baby hammerhead. But Connie outfished me. She probably caught about forty fish on the trip. I maybe contributed only ten, but I got the cool shark. So, yeah. well, that's that's normal though. Yeah, yeah. She 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 gets the quantity. I got the quality. I got the, <laughs> the quality fish. Well, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that you had a great trip. Um, I did as well. We are well rested and ready for another good show today. Let's help people prepare for retirement so they can get out and do some fun things like that and do some more often uh, vacation-type things like that, Kevin, and uh, talk a little bit about some of the concepts we should be thinking about. I wanted to talk about, we tease this, chess, roulette, and poker. Uh, Almost all financial decisions can probably be compared to playing those three games. Uh, First, we need to understand the difference between the three games. Kevin, have you played all three, chess, roulette, and poker? I have not played roulette, but I've played poker and chess. Okay. I've never played uh, roulette either. Have seen it, obviously. Uh, seen it. Know, yeah. know about it. But, yeah. um, you know, it's it's that's the thing on the table in Vegas where they spin it with the red and black uh, labels and, and then the numbers, and you guess a number and maybe a color and, you know, see if the ball lands on top of it. Um, so in, in roulette, we know that there's really much no skill involved. It's purely luck. You're just guessing a color or a number, hoping it lands on there. Uh, chess have played plenty of chess and that's purely a skill game there's really no luck involved in chess Uh, you know all the possible information every decision is you know purely analytical which is why a computer can easily beat a chess master there's no real emotion or luck involved Um, and then kind of interesting the third one poker elements of skill but also there's information you don't know and, you know, you don't know what's coming on the flop and some of those kinds of things. So there's some luck involved when playing poker, too. So you kind of have a marriage of the two things. So what I want to do is look at some different elements of finances, strategies, decisions in the financial world. And do you think of them as being like chess, where they're purely analytical, roulette, where we're dealing with things that are just pure luck as part of a financial plan? Or maybe these things are like poker, uh, some of both. Sound good to you? Sure. Okay. Let's, uh, let's give it a whirl. Let's start with timing the market. What game is timing the market most like? Oh, if I had to pick timing the market, I would say it's a little bit of, you know, mostly roulette because it's luck. You know, there's there's been thousands of studies out there that's that's basically saying the same thing. But if we just look back here recently, after the um, pandemic, when the market dropped 30%, there was some, you know, maybe some luck in there, maybe some poke in there because we realized that this wasn't a financial crisis. It was more of a health crisis. So we had quite a few people, you know, come in and invest money. So I think that when you're looking at timing the market, it's mostly roulette because you're speculating, you're gambling, you're betting that you can pick the correct time to get in or get out of that market. And like I said, there's thousands of studies showing it just doesn't work. Occasionally, now here's where people go astray. Occasionally, you're going to hear someone 
who bet correctly. They said the market's going to go down. And, and it did. Well, if you say that long enough, eventually it's going to. What you never hear about is all the times that they said the market was going to go down and it never did. So when you're investing, Walter, we say this week in, week out, investing in the market is a long-term position. Why long-term? Because there's going to be many ups and downs in the next 20 to 30 years. And you're going to need time to weather those. So don't let emotions, don't let emotions get in your way and treat your investments as long-term. That's what timing the market's about. We know that it doesn't work out most of the time. So treat your investments long-term. Don't speculate and gamble and treat it the way it should be, long-term investment. And when it does work out, think of it more as like a, uh, you know, a broken clock is still right twice a day. Kind exactly, of exactly. Yeah, yep. That's still still lucky, really. You know, I can say we're going to have an earthquake in Michigan and I can say it every day. Eventually, we're going to have one, right? Sure, sure. Same, same thing. I bet you they're going to have an earthquake in California today. Well, you're probably correct. I'm not going to tell you the size, but they will have an earthquake today. Yeah, yeah. So, because uh, they're pretty much constant. <laughs> so yeah, they are. Still get pretty lucky there. Uh, so yeah, timing the market a lot more like uh, roulette. It roulette. sounds like. Okay, how about uh, deciding how much IRA money to convert to a Roth IRA? Well, that's a good question. You know, we have a lot of people coming in the office here lately asking that same question does it make sense in fact we had one earlier today and it's i would say chess because there's skill needed for this so let's first talk about why would somebody want to convert to a roth well for most you're going to have a choice when you start investing into the world if you go to the workplace you're going to have a 401k 403b maybe have an ira which one do you contribute to well here's the difference there's a lot of factors when you're going to sit down and you're going to consider this, you know, which one do I go into? First, how are you going to pay the taxes if I convert to a Roth? That is that money going to be coming from money you got set aside? Or is it going to come from your investment? How much tax are you going to pay? That's a big one. So the person we talked to earlier today is a single person. Um, he was thinking about converting $18,000 of his traditional IRA to his Roth IRA. And because he's not working this year is the reason we started talking about, well, you're not working this year. You're not going to have much taxable income. So if we're going to do that and you have money set aside, now's probably the time that we should sit down and we we should start planning for that. But if you're going to withdraw that money within five years, it probably doesn't make sense. And the reason is simple. You want that money to grow longer term because it's tax free. The other reason too is we are in a low tax environment right now. And if you're like most people I talk to and you think tax rates are going up in the near future, it's probably worth looking into. But there's a lot of factors that can be determined on whether how much or whether you convert to a Roth or whether you even contribute to a Roth in, in your workplace. And those all come down to decisions, but the only time you can make a decision, you got to base it on good financial advice and that's the good starting point. That's a great point. That's a good one. All right, let's see where this one falls. We need to decide on a retirement date. That's something you do with every client, Kevin. What game does that most compare to? I think that's a, boy, if I had to think about that, I think that's a little bit poker. And the reason is, you know, there's some skill because you have to pick a date and then there's some luck um, on it. So if you decide on a date, and I can tell you this just recently happened. We we have a client, they came in um, probably about a year ago, and they wanted to retire in five years. Well, we know that Dow and DuPont merged over here in Midland. And unfortunately, he was let go from his job. His, his job was eliminated. So that's an unknown factor that we, we couldn't count on. So that's what I'm talking about, luck there. Are you lucky enough to keep your job until the, the date that you want? One of the first questions I asked, though, is when would you like to retire? This has to be figured out. I mean, you cannot go into retirement to figure out when you want to retire. 
Retirement planning is going to fall far short if you don't have an a date in mind. Let me give an example. Let's say you want to retire in five years. Well, if that's the case, you have a lot of time to sit down, start doing that planning process, pick an advisor, go through all of the bucket list items that you want to um, you know, accomplish and all the income and all those other types of things that come along with the planning and figure it out. But if you're coming in right now and you're saying, I want six months, I'm going to retire regardless, well, you may be in trouble. And the reason is you may not be feasible. Some people will come in and this is their plan, Walter. You know, they may be accumulated to 500000 and they say, you know what, I'm going to withdraw 5% every year. I shouldn't get in trouble. Well, the key word there is shouldn't. Don't make that your plan. Get a solid plan and it all is going to revolve around your retirement date and then it goes forward. Because once you're retired, that's not the end of life. We have probably another 20, 30, 40 years to, to plan on. So take those steps and, and um, work that out. If you need some help figuring those kinds of things out, like we've talked about already, deciding whether to do Roth conversions and how much, deciding on a retirement date. If you feel like you're playing roulette with your finances or your portfolio, uh, those should be little warning signs that you need additional help putting together the fullness of your financial plan. And if you need some guidance and help from Kevin Ray, you can get in touch very easily and schedule a time to meet for a complimentary financial review. The number to call is 888-885-PLAN. Again, that's 888-885-7526. Call if you get the voicemail, leave a quick message. Kevin will be able to return your call and talk to you a little bit about your situation and uh, how you can chat about things going forward. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526 if you want to come in for a complimentary review of your financial plan and portfolio and get the ball rolling on that. 888-885-PLAN. Kind of think of your example there, Kevin, of the uh, you know picking the retirement date but not sure what the you know employer might do to right. you know your future since you compared it to poker it's like when you you think you're all good like you've got pocket kings and uh and, and you get a king on the on the flop but then on the river there's uh there's an ace and uh and it turns out your opponent had aces you know so yeah. like at the last second everything was looking great and then a little bit of luck can turn things the wrong direction and that luck has a lot to do with it to that you know yeah. whether it's good or bad so it goes both ways yep and it's very true very true well, coming up, we're going to continue this conversation. Are you playing chess, roulette, poker with your finances? We'll kind of uh, compare those games to different elements of financial and retirement planning and see what lessons we can learn. We're also going to talk about uh, what it looks to really have a customized plan in place. When we throw that word out, customized, what are we really talking about? How customized can you truly get a plan? We're going to dive into that conversation and more all straight ahead on today's show. So stay with us. More coming up right here on Simply Financial. Planning for retirement shouldn't feel like rocket science. According to the equation, S equals one-half A-T squared. But it's easy to get lost in the financial jargon. Keep listening to clear up the confusion. Rocket and rolling today on Simply Financial. Walter Storold here with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. Any questions on your mind, something that we talk about today that you want to inquire more about, talk about getting your own financial customized financial plan. If you want to tap into the three decades of experience that Kevin brings to the table, you can do that by picking up the phone and calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 
885-7526. Don't worry, we won't put you live on the radio or anything like that. It's a one-on-one conversation between you and Kevin. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick note. 888-885-PLAN is that number. Kevin, we've been talking on the show today about chess, roulette, and poker, and what those three games have to do with different elements of somebody's financial plan or strategy. We covered a couple of good examples already on the show today. The idea, if you're just joining us, is that we are throwing out one of those strategies or decisions that you might have to make and relating it to one of those three games, chess, roulette, or poker. So here's our next option. Uh, Let's talk about pensions, choosing the right pension option. Are we talking about a game of skill, luck, or some of both there? Well, let me ask you, what would your answer be? So on choosing the right pension option, to me, that seems to check the box of being purely analytical. Like chess, we know all the information and the options available to us, I would think. Right. I I agree with you. So we're on the same page. Sweet. And just like the others we've been talking about, you're going to need to work with somebody. When you sit down and you have this option, which pension is right for you, you need to sit down and you f- and talk to somebody who's laser focused on income planning because this is a big part of your income. Once you choose that option, there is usually no turning back. So you want to make sure you have all the facts in place and make good financial decisions. Lots of details are going to go into that decision. Let's go over a couple of them, Walter, um, just to have some a little bit of fun here. So one of the options you're going to have is called life-only pension. Do you know what they're referring to when I say that? Life-only pension. Uh, yep. I'm guessing that's like just you. When you die, you no longer get the pension and nobody else does either. Exactly. Okay. So if you're a single person and you're not married, you know, intend to be a perfect option for you because you the life-only pension will typically pay out a lot more than the other options that you have. But if you're married and you want your spouse to continue with that pension, well, then that's probably not a good one to uh, pick. So the other uh, another option is what's called the survivor pension, meaning if you die early, just like Walter said, your spouse will continue to receive your pension. And there's different percentages. So some some options may be, well, if you're gone, your wife gets 100%. Or if you're gone, your wife or husband gets 60 or 70%. That's some of the decisions that has to be made. And that boils down to sitting down, how much income do you need? If your spouse you know, were to leave this earth early, how is that going to affect you? Some pensions will allow you to take part of your pension in cash and a part of it in a monthly check. So I just seen one the other day, they'll say, you know, you can take a half a million dollars in the pension check and then no, or in no pension, or you can take 250,000, we'll give you a pension, or you can leave it all there and we'll give you a bigger pension. How do you choose? Well, again, it all comes down to planning. And if you're under age 62, you can have some more options to choose from. So for example, if you work for General Motors, you're going to have a higher pension. And when you reach age, age 62, your pension typically drops to whatever your social security benefit would be in that family. So how do you choose? If you're unsure what to do? Well, the answer is simple. We talk about it every week here. Sit down with a qualified retirement advisor who's laser focused. That's all they do is retirement planning and let them run the numbers. Let them let them do their thing. And you, you make sure that you're involved in that process and then make a decision based on numbers, not emotion. It's a great point. That's another good one, too. Uh, choosing the right pension option. Uh, the good news there, purely analytical choice. All right. We talked about the market earlier and timing it, but let's flip that around a little bit. Let's talk about picking stocks. So there's one thing to time the market, but picking stocks doesn't seem quite as uh, much as going to the roulette table. Are we talking a little bit more poker there? A little bit of uh, both luck and analytical elements? 
I think we are. I think I would I would say that too. Poker. There is a lot of skill involved, right? You have to do some background, you know, look at the PEs, the betas, all that kind of fun stuff. But there's also some luck involved because all no noble factors are factored into a price of a share right now. In other words, everybody knows, you know, what their earnings are going to be and all those other numbers. But what they don't know is what's entailed in the future. So just like, you know, if you'd have picked a, a stock in January based on, you know, the previous year, what the numbers look for or look like the, the, for the following nine months. Well, guess what happened? The pandemic happened and it really upset your cart there. So if you're years away from retirement and you're picking stocks, Walter, which stock should you be picking? The ones that go up. Yeah, the growth <laughs> stocks, right? <laughs> How do you pick only the ones that go up, right? Yeah. Good answer. Uh, I thought I'd throw you a curveball well, there. <laughs> but you should be investing for growth. If you have years away from retirement, you should be looking at growth stocks. So you, you should be focused on accumulation. Why? Because you need a lot of money when it comes to retirement, a sizable sum. In the future, to supplement your income needs, you're going to use whatever you saved up until that point. So what does sizable sum mean? Well, that can be answered when you sit down and you do your plan towards retirement. You'll come up with a number that says, based on what you want to do going forward, this is the amount that you're going to need to do that. But when you're going into retirement, Walter, I'm going to ask you this question. Should your stocks be different? I would guess yes. Yeah, growth growth is no longer as important, right? Right. Income, right? We have to look at stocks that provide income. Maybe dividend stocks, you know, because they pay income in up and down markets. So the emphasis should be on income when you retire. And I think that's where a lot of people fall short. They stay in a growth mode. And when you retire, you don't necessarily need growth. You need income. So first, let's let's figure this out. Figure out what's coming in the front door. Money that you've already worked for, like a pension, Social Security. What are your have-tos? Do you have to pay your consumer's bill every month? you have to get gas? you have to have insurance? All those things. Now, what is the shortage? So let's say you have $4,000 a month coming in and pension and Social Security, but you need five. You're $1,000 short. Are you looking for investments that provide growth or income? You should be looking for investments that provide income. If you said growth and the market takes a hit and you need that $1,000, guess what? You have to sell $1,000 worth of shares or principal to get that. You don't want to be put in the position to take and have to sell principal shares when the market is in a recession. And what if it takes two or three years to recover like it did in 2001, two and three, and you're selling principal all that time, it's going to be very hard to come back from that. So I think it's poker. It does take some skill and it does take some luck. And picking stocks, I think is is a critical portion of your retirement planning. But don't get lost on growth picking. Most people get lost in it. They, they want to stay in growth because they've been doing it for 20 or 30 years. It's time to change. And that's what I tell everybody. When you're in retirement, getting close to retirement, we need to focus on income. So your, your, your strategy has to change. Well, these are all good ones, I think, to discuss on today's show. Let's go one more time to the ever popular Social Security. Are we playing chess, roulette, or poker when we determine when to start our Social Security? This would maybe be hard to answer. Well, it, it could be a little bit because you're, you're leading towards, well, we know how long we're going to live, are you? So you're leaning towards poker, I, I, I'm guessing. Right, right. Yeah, but it yeah. also has like elements of some roulette in there too. Like this is definitely one that's got a lot of moving parts. Right, right. So once you make the decision, you have very little time to change your mind. So let's say you, you decide to take it at age 62 versus 66. Well, once you make that decision in a very small uh, time frame goes by, you're stuck with it. So our office, this is what we do. We help people every day with this decision because all of us, if we live long enough, are going to be faced with this. 
I cannot give you an answer on when to take it, when to start, when to, you know, when's the best time, unless we sit down and we have a solid, comprehensive, customized plan just for your situation. It has to be figured out. It starts there. Do you have a shortfall? Do you have a spouse that is 10 years younger than you? Are you concerned about your spouse's future income because you're much older than your spouse? And if you wait to take your Social Security and you're gone, your spouse will get a higher amount, uh, possibly if, if you're that much older. There's so many variables in deciding when it's best. Every person I meet with is different. Everybody has different situations. This is why there's not a one-size-fits-all decision. This is kind of like the roulette wheel in some instances because we don't know how long we're going to live. This is poker because if we live to 80, well, there's some good decisions we could make. So sit down with your advisor, figure this out. It needs. It's going to be a critical part of your financial planning going forward because that's income that you can count on coming in every single month. If you don't have an advisor, this is your time to reach out. Give me a call. I'd be happy to sit down with you, talk one-on-one, build you our what we call our comprehensive simplicity plan. We can plug in the numbers and we can tell you mathematically which way makes sense. I can't tell you how long you can live, but I can help. I can give you a way to make a smart financial decision based on what you're trying to accomplish. So if that's you, sit down with somebody, don't procrastinate, get involved in your own planning, and don't wait until a month out or six months out. Get this started at least two to three years prior so you have time to make adjustments along the way. If you don't know if you're playing roulette, chess, poker with your financial decisions, make sure you get in touch with Kevin Ray to talk about your financial plan and get a customized, comprehensive plan in place. You can do that by picking up the phone and giving a call to 888 885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. You don't have to have all your investments and statements and all those kinds of things pulled together at this moment. You're just calling to express your interest uh, while you're thinking about it. And uh, it's important to do. It's the toughest part of anything in life is getting off the porch and getting it started. So make that decision today. If it's been on your mind to try and improve your financial plan, Kevin can certainly help you analyze what's going on and give you some good feedback and get the process started. 888-885-PLAN. No cost, no obligation. Just call and talk about getting a plan in place with Kevin and the team, and you can get a complimentary initial review. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Much more coming up on today's show. Stick with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. This is where we sidestep the financial world and just get to have a little fun talking about something goofy, something different. Uh, Come up with random questions to ask Kevin each time. Kevin, here's one for you this week. What is the best way to start the day, do you think? Hmm. Let's start that off with your answer first, see if we align. (laughs) Put it back on me. You know, a lot of days, and, and I shouldn't do this, but I really like to start the day off, um, especially during COVID. I've been doing this a lot. I actually go to Starbucks um, or a local coffee shop, and I just like the drive, even though it's like only five minutes. I like turning on the radio, uh, listening to whatever you know the radio morning radio has to say for a couple of minutes. I like sitting in in a drive-through while I'm again consuming some more radio for a couple of minutes. 
pick up a coffee, maybe a bagel or some other, you know, quick bite to eat, and then, you know, eat it on the drive back home and then work from the office the rest of the day. (laughs) But I think right now during COVID, I like to start the day off by at least feeling like I got a little bit of personal interaction by dabbling out into the world. I like that hot cup of coffee, kind of filling the aroma in the car as I drive back to the house. So yeah, there you go. That's my great way to start the day. A bit of an expensive way to start the day, though. So I try to not do it every day, but... uh, I, I kind of, that's like a little treat each day to do that. What I'm hearing is you like to sit in line. <laughs> it does sound a little bit like that, doesn't it? You know, they make medication for that. No, no other time would I like sitting in line, but I like that. Uh, I think it's just from years and years of having long morning commutes. Growing up in high school, I was in like a district that bust you across the county um, for, you know, past three other schools on the way to school or with my parents, if, even if they were driving me. So I would listen to the radio with, with dad, um, you know, as he would drive me and drop me off on his way to work for many years. And then I, when I was in high school and started driving myself, it was a 35 minute drive to my high school. And so I just was in the habit of listening to the morning radio show. So I think it's just always stuck with me through the years of, now that COVID's here and I just literally walk across to my home office <laughs> two feet <laughs> across the, the breezeway um, to, to the above the garage uh, the apartment that's, you know, my office. Uh, you know, it's nice to just get out and still continue sort of that morning routine. So I think that's why. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, I, I can tell you what I, I've done in the last couple of weeks that I really, really enjoy. And I've, I do this quite often is when you get up first thing in the morning, I get up a little earlier normally. And it's nice and peaceful, you know, it's serene. You maybe see the sun come up depending where you're at. But I like to read something motivational. I like to read a book and, you know, get a chapter or two in and and start my day there. I'm reading a book now called, I think it's called The Pursuit of Excellence Hmm. by a gentleman named Horsch Schultz. Horsch, okay. Yeah, he's Horsch. And he started out as, when he grew up in his German town, he wanted to be working a hotel. And all his family kind of shamed him about doing it. Well, he started out washing ashtrays was his first job washing ashtrays ashtrays wow. moved up and now he co-founded the rich carlton really oh very yeah cool. very very and he talks he talks he's a great he's a great uh, speaker and i've listened to him on tape and i so i bought his book and that's what i'm that's what i like to do start the morning off on a positive note so ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen isn't that their uh isn't that the ritz carlton yeah, saying? that, that that's Something exact, like that. that he came up with that saying in the book he yeah. came up with that saying yes yeah yeah. yeah, it's a very it's a very good read. Yep, very cool. Yeah, I think that is a good way to start. I've tr- I tried that a couple times. I, I wasn't able to make it a habit. I would I would love to be able to do that. Starting off with a read that would be good. That's great. Uh, we'll we'll take that to heart and maybe with some uh, inspiration for the future. Probably a better habit than my going and getting Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a coffee drinker, so that's easy for me. I don't do it. Oh so. yeah, you get to yeah. save a lot of money by being, yeah. not being a coffee yeah. drinker. There, that's yeah. fantastic. Um, very cool. Well, there you have it. Getting to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. Back to the financial talk coming up next. Stay tuned. You deserve great financial advice. You deserve a financial plan that's custom tailored to your goals. And you deserve confidence about your financial future. If you feel you're missing that level of care from your financial advisor, it's time for a change. Your interests are our priority. Make sure you're getting the most out of your hard-earned wealth. Schedule a visit with our team. Call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone, 
it's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Well, we're coming down the home stretch of Simply Financial today. Great to have you with us, Walter Storholt, alongside Kevin Ray. But just because we're coming down the home stretch doesn't mean that you should tune away. We've still got some great info coming up. If you have any questions for Kevin, don't have, hesitate to reach out. You can go to insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. Click on the listen button to ask questions, listen to past episodes, and learn more about the team. All right, Kevin, most people understand that a customized retirement plan, you know, just by the nature of the name, is much better than a one-size-fits-all kind of approach. And yet most people don't really have a plan that's truly customized. So I want to talk about when we say that word customized plan, what are we really talking about? Some of the things that really need to be considered to build that truly customized plan. Sound good? Yep. Sounds like fun. Let's rock and roll. Uh, So first item on the list, a planned retirement age. That's something that's got to be customized to you, pretty obvious. Well, it, it does, right? Well, first of all, it starts We don't all want to retire at the same age. Others have other preferences, right? No. You know, I recently met a guy down South Carolina. Do you know how old he was when he retired? How old? 46. 46. Wow. You know how old he is now? Uh, 47. Four, uh, 78. Oh, 78. Okay. So he's, yep. done, he's, he's done it for a while. He's done it for a while. So 46 years wow. old. So. Whether you're going to retire at 50, 65, the same process is going to apply. And what is that process? Well, you need a solid, we talk about this week in, week out, retirement plan to get you to and through retirement. And it all starts with picking the date you want to retire. We have to start someplace. Next, we need to find out if you want to retire at 55, is it a reasonable assumption? Can you do it? You know, the younger you retire comes with more challenges if you retire at, say, 55 versus 65. And the reason is simple. You got another 10 years of, of income planning that needs to be put in that versus 65. So the retirement age is number one. That's where you pick. When do you want to retire? And then planning starts after. So that's the first step. Very cool. That's very helpful. And um, I think that's a good one to start off with. What about income needs, lifestyle and income needs? How customized does that get for each plan? That's critical. And And the reason is simple. How much income are you going to need in retirement? What are the bucket list items that you like to plan for? If you're if you're going to retire at 55 versus 65, I'm assuming that you have some kind of bucket list items that you're doing. You've worked for 30 years. You've saved for retirement. You've worked a lot of overtime. You missed some of your kids' events, uh, events trying to get to that. After all of that, the question is, how is what's taken you an entire lifetime to accumulate going to get you through the next 30 to 40 years? You are the hero in the story. You did all those things I talked about. You saved, you worked a lot of overtime. Sometimes you miss some of your kids' events. So now you want to enjoy the fruits of your labor. The next thing is, do you have a shortfall? If so, someone has to fix this. And this is a critical part, Walter. What do I mean by that? If you needed your investments to fill your shortfall and provide you income, how is that going to generate the income you need for the rest of your life and your spouse's lifetime? That has to be figured out. Whether you do it, your brother-in-law helps you, your neighbor helps you, or you have a qualified advisor help you, this has to be figured out. How do you take what you save, turn it into an income so you and your spouse don't run out of money? This is not a sales pitch. This is reality. The last thing you want to do is run out of money in retirement. Sit down, put pencil to paper, get a solid uh, financial customized plan and figure that out because that's number two step. 
Very cool. That's another big one for sure. All right, what about risk tolerance? That's a question that you have with uh, everybody to, to go over with and talk about when they come in to meet with you. Well, we kind of do it a little bit differently than other people. Let me give you an example. So when most people come to my office, I'll say, "How? what was your first, you know, the advisor you're talking to or have talked to in the past, how did they gauge your risk? And they pretty much all tell me the same. They say on a scale of one to 10, they were asked how they felt about risk. Well, what's the problem with that, Walter? If, you, if I ask you, Walter, how much risk do you want to take on a scale of one to 10? Mm, I'm okay. Nine or 10. Let's do yeah. it. Well, that's emotional answer, right? Because yeah. it's based on your emotions today. But I'm betting if I ask you that in January, you had one answer. And I bet you if I ask you that in the middle of the pandemic, you had another answer. Yeah, I was I was sure wishing I was less risky. Yes. <laughs> so let me tell you how I how I give you guidance. And it all has to do with your income shortfall. So if, you, if you're short, let's say $1,000 per month, I'm going to look at what you have already accumulated. And I need to know what interest rate you need to earn on what you've already accumulated from here all the way to age 90 or 95. I call it your retirement number. If it's a low number, let's say you got to average 2%, well, you're in pretty good shape. If it's a higher number, you got to average 8%, well, guess what? That's not such good a shape. And the higher the number, the more risk is going to go along with it. So it's based on your personal situation. This is what we're talking about, personalized plans. It has to be personalized just for you. Take emotion out, do some analytical figuring, and base it on what your real need is. And I, I can't stress that enough. Don't base it on how do you feel in a scale of 1 to 10. That's a great point. Separate those emotions out of it. Got to do that. Very, very important. Kevin, there's a few other items we could talk about, but we're going to run out of time on today's show to discuss them. Uh, but let's squeeze in one more here. One more example of how a customized plan comes together and the things that need to be considered. And since you dabbled in it a moment ago, let's expand on it a little bit. Feelings and emotions, but not just that feeling of risk. Uh, overall, feelings and emotions connected to money. That, that has many different threads, doesn't it? Well, it does because emotional is a very strong feeling that you have to fight. And I fear just recently, many of our listeners just went through this. Like I said before, in January, you were feeling fine. And then when the virus started and the market went down 30%, you, I betting you were fighting your emotions. You had a solid, you know, financial plan you thought, and then the market dipped like that. And then you're questioning it. You may have sold your positions and put them in cash after you lost 30%. Why would anybody do that? Well, emotions are powerful. We know that. We all know not to make um, decisions when we are emotional, but guess what? It happens. Here is why I think it happens. You don't have a, a plan that's fully understandable. And here's what I mean. You do not understand how your investments are going to provide the income you depend on in retirement, especially when we go through a, a market downturn. And here's, the, here's one more big thing. And I want all of you to ask yourself this. If you're depending on your uh, savings to supplement your income and the market does go down by 30% and you have to sell shares or principal to produce the income you need, is that going to make you make an emotional decision? And I'm betting for most of you it's yes. So if that's the case, then you need to look at the other way. You need to look at investments that when the market goes down, it doesn't necessarily affect your income. What if you fully understood when the market goes down again and again over the next 30 years has very little effect on your income? That's what you're up against. That's the emotion impact that, that can really take you down um, some rabbit holes that you don't want to go down. There are investments that produce income in up and down markets. If you're right now asking what are they, how do they work? Well, the answer is easy as one, two, three. First, pick up the phone, call our office. Second, pick a time that's convenient for you to come into the office. And third, come into the office and we'll start the planning process 
It is really as easy as that. And I can promise you one thing. My goal is to empower you to make smart financial decisions. And it starts with an easy to understand retirement plan. You want to be empowered. You want to understand how to make smart financial decisions. And I can't stress enough, don't let procrastination get get into your way because we all know that doesn't work. So if that's you, you're looking for some answers. You're worried about your emotions. You're worried about the next downturn. And more, you know, more often than not, what I'm hearing now, you're worried about the election. Well, emotions are going to get in your way. Give us a call. Sit down. Let's put a solid customized plan together for you so you can weather these things and you can sleep better at night because that's what a good financial plan will help you. The number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. That gets you in touch with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. Easy to get in touch and have that conversation about your own customized financial plan. No cost, no obligation to do so. But it starts with a phone call, starts with a good conversation. The number to dial is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Make sure to reach out now while it's on your mind and while you can make the best of your financial situation, while you still have the power and control of most of your financial and retirement decisions. 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, thank you for the help. Great chat with you again this week after our vacations. We're back in the saddle. And I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. We'll talk again soon. We'll talk to you next week, Walter. Stay safe. You do as well. That's Kevin Ray on Wall Street Storehold. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.